Thank you. Welcome, everyone. My name is Tamara Rossander, and I'm the spiritual director here at CSL White Rock. So I want to thank everyone for joining us today. And as always, let's just take a moment to drop in and recognize that we're in this sacred place, in this sacred moment, as we breathe and know that there is one life, one love, one divine universe power that is operating in, through, and as each person here and whoever is listening. It is operating through each and every person and through all of life. I know that today I am divinely guided by this, this ultimate purpose of life, of expressing the one, knowing that I am wisdom, beauty, love, grace, as each person here is. As the day unfolds in excitement of welcoming newness with a new speaker today and having welcoming back our wonderful musician, Ivan, I am, my heart is full of gratitude. I am blessed to be part of this thriving, wonderful community known as CSL White Rock. So I release these words, the law of mind, knowing that right action is already happening. I let it be, and so it is. So as always, it is our starting off our morning with some music. And this morning, it is my pleasure to have Ivan Boudreaux sing for us. With his recent endeavors, include songwriting with other artists and recordings. You can find him on YouTube and Sound Party. But please welcome back Ivan and enjoy his contemporary folk music that he sings with a warm and relaxed approach. Welcome, Ivan. Thanks, Tamara. It's always a pleasure to be here. This is a newer one called Walls, How We Build Them Up. If you build a wall too high, you won't see the other side. If you build a wall too high, you can't see. If you build a wall too high, you'll create a great divide. So tear down those walls, you'll be free. People come from different places, different colors, different races. Hopes and fears are the same. Place to lay your heads. Clean water, loaves of bread, a little shelter from the rain. If you build a wall too high, you won't see the other side. If you build a wall too high, you can't see. If you build a wall too high, you'll create a great divide. So tear down those walls, you'll be free Yelling over other voices Ridiculing other choices In a bubble of your own 
talk and never listen so focused on your missing soon you find yourself alone if you build a wall too high you won't see the other side if you build a wall too high you can't see if you build a wall too high you'll create a great divide so tear down those walls you'll be free getting to know your neighbors volunteering time and labor makes a difference in the end reaching out a helping hand taking time to understand showing grace with the time you have to spend if you build a wall too high you won't see the other side if you build a wall too high you can't see if you build a wall too high you'll create a great divide so tear down those walls you'll be free so tear down those walls Thank you, Ivan. Build up those walls too high and you won't be able to see. How true is that? How many times do we, oh, I know I can't say we, I'll say, I know how many times I build up some walls around myself. Then I think, oh yeah, that's just protection, but it's uh, not, it separates me. And I know that we're not separated. So thank you. And Ivan, do you have um, any concerts coming up soon? Yes, if the next you do, the next one oh, is September thirteenth. Okay, perfect. Maybe put that in the chat for us if you can, so that we can uh, follow along. I know that last one you did was fabulous. That we went out to see you in Maple Ridge there. So let's just take a moment again to acknowledge as we begin our gathering as settlers on this land that we are honored to live and operate on the traditional and ancestral and unceded territory of the Coast Salish peoples. We wanna thank the first peoples who continue to live on these lands and care for them. And as long as well as the waters and all that is above and all that is below. As CSL White Rock, we are an inclusive spiritual community and learning center, and we teach about spiritual principles and offer tools to use in all areas of life. And when we use these regularly and consistently, our life flourishes and flows out of ease and grace. Our teaching is based on four cornerstones. Oh, there's four, not three. <laughs> Knowing that there is one power and presence and that is back and in behind of everything. It is the creator of all things and all of life. And that we are here on this plane as spirit having a human experience. And nothing outside of us needs to change in order for us to be happy. And that as a spiritual community, we are here to walk each other home. As a vision at CSL White Rock, we are a loving, vibrant, we're 
uh, our vision at CSL White Rock is a loving, vibrant world that works for all. So welcome, friends, and thank you for being with us today. So now I get to finally introduce Jamie Blencarn. Jamie has known since she was young that she was either going to be a minister or a counselor. I think she said around eight years old. And she became active in CSL in about 2010 and found that it was the perfect fit for her lifelong search of like-minded and a spiritual community. She's been using the tools and teachings of science of mind and has manifested a life she genuinely loves. Through her personal life experiences of loss, Jamie has accepted that life is unbearably short and her intention is to live every day to the fullest. Jamie is on the path of living her childhood dream as she completes her ministerial studies this year and moves into a life of helping others discover how they too can create a life that they love. I've been had the pleasure of walking this path of, min, path of ministerial studies with Jamie over the last three years, and I've been watching her along the way, and I know that her childhood dream is brilliantly unfolding. So please well, help me welcome with a warm love and just big hug to Jamie Blencarn. Wow, good morning. What a wonderful start to the day. Such a fascinating and wonderfully beautiful meditation and music. Um, you are so blessed to have that every Sunday. Um, so I'm saying good morning from Edmonton and it's hot and sunny here, unusually hot. Um, I had the air conditioner on already early this morning, uh, very unusual for us. So um, as a ministerial student, I was told, you know what, Jamie, you have to have a donut every day through your whole studies. And I go, well, no, I can't have a donut every day because it won't be kind to my waistline. So I said, well, how about just on Sundays I have a donut? And, and, and I agreed to that, but I didn't understand why. So I asked my teacher, why do I have to eat a donut every Sunday? I said, because they're holy. Okay. Well, I hope I have your attention. <laughs> but we are going to talk about donuts. We are going to talk about Timbits. Um, Aren't donuts wonderful? There's so many different kinds of donuts. They really expanded donuts in the last 40 years. The, kid, the donuts I had in it as a kid were like just the little tiny plain cake donuts uh, that my mom and dad fried in the fresh yard on the lard on the farm. They were good, but they're not like what we get now. Um, so CSL theme for 2022 is living everyday wonder. And I love that word wonder. And I, I'm curious, what, what do you wonder about? What do you wonder about? And in the dictionary, wonder says, as its definition, is the feeling of surprise and pleasure that you have when you see or experience something beautiful, unusual, or unexpected. To be in awe of something. So when was the last time you were in a complete state of awe and wonder? Does it happen frequently? And can you find some everyday wonder in a donut? And I can find wonder in just about everything because I'm one of those contemplative people that's always fascinated by what's in front of me. And have you ever wondered why donuts actually have a hole? 
because a young man in 1847 got frustrated making something called oil cakes, which was just dough fried in oil. But to get them fully cooked in the middle, he had to cook them longer. And then the outside was always overcooked. So he thought, oh, I'm going to poke a hole in it, take out a chunk, and then it would cook evenly. Isn't that brilliant? That's a true story. Well, a Google story. I don't know if it's true, but I really liked it. So, so what do donuts have to do with the spiritual path? Well, and I've got a really cool one here um, with some sprinkles on it because I like to have a prop. I made a point of not eating my prop um, while this was getting um, time to do this. Um, so imagine this fresh, soft donut with its bright pink icing and the little rainbow sprinkles on it. And I use this as a metaphor for my talk that the donut represents your heart, the icing is your mind, and the sprinkles are your thoughts. Okay, so bear with me. I'm gonna see something come out of this. I think humans are fascinating, and I believe my own beingness and my expression of my life in this universe is threefold body, mind, and spirit. And I'm very clear in my understanding that I am a spiritual being, have a human experience. And that's right in your core beliefs as a center. I'm experiencing and expressing my life as me in this body. I have a mind complex, confusing sometimes. And we are all generally very engaged in our minds. Our minds are active, both consciously and unconsciously very active when we sleep, even when we're awake, but even when we're asleep, there's still lots happening in there. We have thousands of, of thoughts every day. And I Googled how many, and it's somewhere between 6,000 and 60,000, but you know, the number doesn't really matter. You already know how often your mind is just going and going and going. And our thoughts, just like the sprinkles on the donut, can become embedded in our icing, in our mind. And sometimes the sprinkles just get scattered and they fall all over the place. The ones that hold on to the mind tend to just stick there and they stick to our heart. But more importantly, they stick. And this is the important piece about our thoughts is that the thoughts we have stick, regardless of whether they're negative or positive. They don't care. They just land there. And it's very human to be responsive to what goes on in our heart and our mind. And I think sometimes we do that just on autopilot. And I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I know people who have a loving heart, healthy mind, and positive thoughts. But I think there's still something missing. That there's this hole that's been cut out. I know people that have the perfect life. But yet they experience unhappiness deep discontent, dark nights of the soul. And I don't mean the days when life are challenging, even on the good days, the amazing days. Still, sometimes there can be something that's a little bit amiss. And I've had that same experience. And sometimes we can't articulate what that feeling is. It's just a deep disconnectedness that you feel with life. And what is that missing piece? Well, I like to call it a timbit. And using that bed, scenario that metaphor spiritually what does that timbit represent so let me ask you a question what do you believe at the very core of your being about life 
And if I asked you to take out a piece of paper and a pen and write at the very top of the piece of paper, my truths, and I asked you to list those truths, what would you write? And what have you always known to be true before anyone told you what to believe? What were your innate knowings? Is there innate knowing sitting in your Timbit? And when you tune into the core of your being for a moment, like right now, if you closed your eyes and just focused on yourself inwardly, can you sense something there? Your deeper truth, your inner beliefs. What is one core belief that you have never, not even, even once, questions its truth? One thing no one taught you? One thing you never read in a book? One thing you never surmised from the lyrics of a song? This is a great journaling exercise someday. I've had a knowing here in my core since I was eight, maybe even before that. And Holmes said we must strive to confidently say, I know, and I know that I know. And I'm not sure if that's faith or grace, because some of those words we don't really have the words for. But what is your deepest knowing? Is there one thing that you can tie into your faith, your core beliefs on that deepest level. If you tune in, what is that one thing that you've always known to be true, that you don't remember how you know it? Are there core beliefs you've known before you could actually state them? So back in July, I attended a retreat with the teachers and students from my ministerial cohort, and Tamara was there. And we were each asked what we thought our first ministries would look like. And, and Tamara is unfolding very quickly. Um, mine's not. I'm not 100% sure where I'm going to land as a minister. I've still got a long ways to go. Staying open. But I'll share with you what I told my classmates that day. I have a very clear recollection as a child. Laying outside in the snow. In my snowsuit. Looking up at the sky. And I grew up in rural Alberta, so the winter nights were cold and also dark. But the night skies, paradoxically, were so incredibly bright. This blanket of infinite stars. Now talk about awe and wonder of nature and life of the universe. In this one incredible moment of wonder, I suddenly realized this concept of infinity not physically, not mentally, but spiritually, that this universe just goes on and on and on. It's almost beyond comprehension to actually understand infinity mathematically, because it's not math and it's not science sometimes. It's beyond that. And the idea certainly should be beyond that. And in the logic of an eight-year-old, I, I didn't really know how to articulate that. It somehow just had this innate knowing even back then, and Louise Hay called this our inner ding. And she said, every child has an inner ding, inner knowings or inner truths. And do you have one or many? And I never forgot that moment. And honestly, I haven't shared that experience with very many people, um, not until recently. I couldn't really articulate it when I was eight and I'm not sure I do any better now at 58, but 
beyond that innate knowing somewhere in this childhood revelation that I had an infinite understanding of the outwardness of the universe. There also came this other revelation. And I understood that this infinite nature of life also flows infinitely inward. And it's in that infinite inwardness, I believe, where we find ourselves to connect it with everything and everyone that's ever been here or ever will be here. It's just a great ocean. So I turned 58 a couple of weeks ago. So I've been on this spiritual journey for 50 years. And part of me thinks, well, Jamie, you should really have it figured out by now. But truthfully, what I know is that the journey is a lifetime journey, not because I don't have it figured out, but because along the way, I am always aligning and realigning my inner truths with my day-to-day -day experiences constantly being reminded of how I want to be in this world every day. So there are things that I've always known, things I understood at the core of my being, my universal truths about life, things that I just knew, like the concepts of oneness and unity. Oneness and unity. These principles sit at the core of my being. Even though the world so often fails to reveal them to me, I've never ever questioned them. And I don't even know why or how I know them. I don't suppose that there's any coincidence, though, that these two same principles are the key components of this teaching or why I was so attracted to this teaching and why I landed here. These two principles, oneness and unity, are also the first two steps of the science of mind treatment. That's not a coincidence. And we teach affirmative prayer in the first two steps. Step one is recognition. Recognizing spirit is all oneness. And the second unification, I am one with everything. Now, if my metaphor works, the donut is our heart and the icing is our mind. And the thoughts we create show up as sprinkles. My spiritual work is simply remembering my timbit. And if it's sitting right there in the middle, waiting to be revealed. It's not broken, it hasn't fallen out. It didn't get a hole punched in me so that I'd cook evenly. It is sitting right there in my core. It has never left me and yours is sitting there too. You are not broken and you're not lost. Perhaps each day we just simply have the opportunity, the choice to allow our Timbet to connect with our heart and our mind. In The Art of Life, Holmes says on page 18, our difficulty is that we have been trying to unite that which was never divided. We have been looking for life outside the self. And in the Hindu story of Brahma, God's the deciding where to hide the people's gifts of their own divinity from themselves. Do you remember where those gifts were hidden? Within. Do you recall why? They hid our gifts within because they knew we would never look there. And when do you look? When you look for you to connect with your divine nature, where do you look? We so often look outside of ourselves. We look for the next accomplishment or the next experience. And what if it's not out there? What if it is in our timbit? Can we look there today? Can you look there today?
Look into the core of your being and see your divinity, your divine nature. Can you turn into, tune into your unique note in this great symphony of life? Can you hear it? Can you sense that single drop of your essence in this great ocean of life? Can you feel it even for a moment? Also in the Art of Life, Holmes said, we have all been trying to find out just what our relationship to life is because we know by pure intuition that if we could establish a right relationship with the invisible, we should find peace, health, harmony, prosperity, and happiness. We should be able to live in the kingdom of heaven while on earth. So the truth about Timbits, it sounds really simple, and maybe it is. Maybe it is even just an intuitive truth, but perhaps there are blocks and obstacles. And I've been saying about the walls and the bubbles, and I know I can say I've experienced those walls, and Tamara mentioned that we do that to protect ourselves. Uh, there's a great movie, um, gosh, I can't remember the title of it, The King's Speech. And one of my favorite lines, it says, you no longer need to be afraid of the things you were afraid of when you were five. And we develop those protections and ways of coping in the world. And this journey is about knocking down those walls. They get in the way of our inner alignment. But what if you don't know what that is yet? And what if you don't feel your timbit? You don't see it or you don't feel it. Well, that's why CSL White Rock is here. That's why Tamara and her team are here. There are so many wonder, wonderful things that they offer to you. I went on your website this morning and I was just so inspired to see how many things you're offering to your congregation. You have classes and workshops and book studies, sacred circles, podcasts, prayers. You have an opportunity to talk to a minister or a practitioner. And right on your website, and this just ties into with exactly what Holmes said, love, peace, wisdom, perfect health, serenity, prosperity, abundance, and joy are your birthright. Are you ready to claim them? Are you ready to claim them? And you deserve a life of love and joy. What I love best about this teaching and this organization is that it embraces all teachings and philosophies. It teaches and reinforces spiritual principles. It teaches spiritual practices that help you develop wholeness, <clears throat> mind, body, and spiritual wholeness. The donut and the donut hole, they get to get back together. The mysterious piece of ourselves, our Timbit. This teaching gives you the freedom to explore your own unique, individual spiritual path, both spiritual principles and spiritual practices within a loving and supportive community. The first time I stepped into a CSL center in 2010, I felt at home. I found my safe place to align my tin bit with my donut. In the Living the Science of Mind, Holmes wrote, the starting point is that the center of our own being when we awaken to the divine within us, it will reach out and embrace everything around us. 
and it will discover the same presence in people and in events and in all nature. For God is not separate from what he is doing. The divine life is in everyone and in everything. So I believe that the role of a minister, a spiritual teacher, a practitioner, is to gently guide others back to their center, connect with their timbit. Spiritual work is far easier than it seems. There's also a scene in The Lion King where Rafiki tells Simba, remember who you are. And that's another innate knowing for me that we are born perfect, whole, and complete. We are born perfect, whole, and complete. You were born perfect, whole, and complete. Another truth, my innate knowing. Also, I am born loved, lovable, and loving. And though life experiences pull us away from this truth, somewhere along our path, we have an experience where we start to feel unloved. And then we start to believe that we aren't loved at all. And then over time, as we start to focus on that, we start to actually believe we're unlovable. There's those walls and those bubbles. And sometimes these beliefs lead us to becoming actually unloving. And we're trying to protect ourselves. But none of these beliefs are true. None of our life experiences define who we are. I'm going to say that again. None of our life experiences define who we are. Nothing can destroy your timbit. Louise Hay said, listening to our inner ding is how we learn to love ourselves. It's how we get the courage to live our truth. When we stop listening to our inner ding, it causes us to reject ourselves. To do this, we must honor our inner wisdom. If I was in person there today, I would have bought, brought a box of, of Timbits and I would have said, you know what, take, take a Timbit and take it in your car as you're driving home and contemplate. So when you get a chance, then the next, next week hit a drive-through, get a little three pack of Timbits and do some contemplative writing or contemplative thoughts about your own Timbit. And just know that that's, that's there, it's always there, it's not going away. And if you're not listening to it, uh, you can bet it's kind of a little topsy-turvy when you're not listening to that inner tuition and that inner knowing and that innate knowledge. So I'm going to ask you to repeat something for me. I am loved. I am lovable. I am loving. I'm going to do it again nice and loud. Let your neighbors hear you. I am loved. I am lovable. I am loving. That is the nature of who you are. That is your divine nature. And let all the bubbles and all the walls fall away. And let that flow through you. Starting today. Our journey is the return to that wholeness. Our journey is our return to love. So I'm going to end with a quote from Marianne Williamson in her book, A Return to Love. This was one of the first books my spiritual um book club did back in 2010 actually okay so i'm actually in the introduction on page 19 love is within us it cannot be destroyed can only be hidden 
The world we know as children is still buried within our minds. I once read a delightful book called The Mists of Avalon. The Mists of Avalon are a mythical illusion in the tales of King Arthur. Avalon is a magical island that is hidden behind huge impenetrable mists. Unless the mists part, there is no way to navigate your way to the island. But unless you believe the island is there, the mists won't part. Avalon symbolizes a world beyond the world we see with our physical eyes. It represents a miraculous sense of things, the enchanted realm that we knew as children. I love this part. Our childlike self is the deepest level of our being. I wasn't some weird kid laying out in the snow contemplating infinity. I had an innate knowing that was coming through to me. It is, a, it is who we really are and what is real that doesn't go away. The truth doesn't stop being the truth just because we're not looking at it. Love merely becomes clouded over or surrounded by mental mist. Mist. Avalon is the world we knew when we were still connected to our softness, our innocence, our spirit. It's actually the same world we see now, but informed by love, by love, interpreted gently with hope and faith and a sense of wonder. It's easily retrieved because perception, this is the tough part, Perception is a choice. The mists part when we believe that Avalon is behind them. And that's, what's a, that's what is a miracle, is a parting of the mists, a shift in perception, a return to love, and I'll add a return to your timbit. This is this opportunity to claim my inner knowing, my inner truth, then innate sense of this universe that I've never questioned, starting with that incredible oneness of everything that is, everything that will be and everything that was, it is all God. And in the claiming of this oneness, by default, I have to also claim that unity with it. And in claiming that unity with the universe, I claim that unity with life and every aspect of it. Every plant, every rock, every human, every person that's ever lived or ever will live. We're joined in unity based on the divine nature of this universe. And I accept right here, right now, my opportunity going forward today is to contemplate my Timbit, to get clear about my inner knowing and my innate understanding of what life really is and claiming that I know that the spiritual journey does not need to be difficult. I am loved, lovable, and loving. And I claim that right here, right now. And it is with absolute gratitude that I claim my knowing, claim my right on this journey for happiness.
I know that I live in an abundant universe, that everything that I need, want, and desire is available to me right here, right now, and I claim it is so. And I release this treatment into the law, knowing that spirit says yes, yes, yes. And together we say, and so it is. The law of circulation is in constant movement, giving and receiving. The more good that is given, the more good is received as proof. This is how the law works. The abundant prosperity of life naturally expands and life is better. And for this, I am deeply grateful. So I ask you now to take a moment and I invite you to place your hand on your heart and just take a breath and bring in that gratitude. And when I'm in that place of gratitude, I recognize all the good that is available to me. With an open and loving heart, I give thanks for all the gifts that life continuously provides. And so it is. So if you're inclined, please join me in showing your gratitude by making a donation to CSL White Rock. And you can also choose to give regularly. You can join our committed giving program. All the information that you need can be found in the chat. And we do so appreciate and say and our, express our gratitude so that we can have fabulous speakers like Jamie, have our wonderful musician like Ivan, and to get back in person. All those things are happening because of your generosity. So thank you.